This podcast is brought to you by Rock My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. Hello, is anybody there? <laughs> We're back. Well, I say we, actually, I'm here by myself, uh, just talking to myself in uh, my kids' toy cupboard. So yeah, I'm in my house. So if you hear any random noises, you know, like the toilet flushing or the dog barking, I'm really sorry about that. I'm trying to, I will try and limit surrounding noises as much as I possibly can. So yeah, I'm here by myself because I work from home if you can work from home, which means I'm obviously not with Charlotte. And it's it's a bit weird because I feel like here is the point where usually I'd be like, how you doing, Charlotte? And she'd be like, oh, I'm fine, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I've got anyone to talk to, so I'm just going to do my very best. And I hope that you still enjoy it. I was just really, really wanting to get this back up and running because I know so many of you have been asking for it. And I know I did say it'd be back in September and, and now it's October. So please forgive me for that. But here we are. We're back. We stopped the podcast, obviously, not too long after lockdown because it was just a bit tricky, really. You know, we really love doing the podcast face to face. We feel like it's much better interaction that way. Uh, responses are more genuine because, let's be honest, I'm assuming most of you listening have been using Zoom over the last six months. And it's just not the same as in real life. We obviously did a few Zoom casts, which we know that you loved as well. But to be totally transparent and honest with you, we've both got kids running around our feet, so they weren't that easy to do either. <laughs> so we just put a pause on the whole thing. But yeah, we're back now. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. And what I want to do is not dwell too much on the past sort of six, seven months. Because we're not the dwelling kind over here, unless, you know, we're dwelling on a hammock on the Bahamas. That's the only kind of dwelling that we're into. But here, and we hope that you've seen it over the last, you know, six, seven months, all we want to do is bring positivity, you know, be realistic and and upfront about everything that's happening and, you know, what a difficult time it's been for everybody. But really be a place of positivity for you and encouragement and we hope that you've felt that and you have messages to say thank you for being so positive and you know showing me that I can still have the wedding that has been amazing might not be the one that I originally wanted but it's been perfect and we really appreciate that feedback we're glad to know that what we're trying to do has had the desired effect we're aware that there's been a lot of negativity around and that's to be expected because it's a difficult time for everybody but we have always been and will always be a place of positivity so expect that to continue so with that in mind what I wanted to make the first episode about is love how love wins. Let's keep it positive. Let's keep it upbeat because, you know, we all need that right now. A couple of weeks ago, you will have seen, in fact, probably wasn't even a couple of weeks ago, it was last week, we shared a story that asked you if you are getting married in the next six months and what it is that you need help with. And so what I want to do this episode is answer as many of those questions as I can, because hopefully that will be useful to a lot of you who are listening. Whether you're planning and to get married during kind of COVID restrictions, or even if you're looking to get married beyond this, because there will be a beyond, you know, it will end at some point. So hopefully that will be useful to all of you. And then I'd really like to finish the episode by sharing some 2020 love stories with you. We put a shout out again on Instagram, definitely a couple of weeks ago to say, listen, we want to hear your stories, whether you got married, whether you didn't get married, what's your experience of 2020 been like as a couple? And I have a few of those to share with you. So I'm hoping that we can end this first episode on a real, real high note. And then I'll fill you in at the end on kind of what we've got coming up on the podcast going forward. (music) 
Okay, so I'm going to go through and answer as many of your questions as I can. Some of them I can't answer because, well, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> as much as I would love to tell you, you should go ahead and plan as you know you've intended. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And so all we can do is plan based on the information that we have at present. And I know that's not super helpful. And I really, really wish I had that crystal ball because I know it's very, very difficult and very challenging. But I'm hoping that with the questions that I am able to answer, hopefully that will help you and encourage you and give you the motivation to to keep on with your plans and feel confident that you're in a position that you can adapt to them, whatever the circumstances might be. So first question is something to keep the guests entertained without having a DJ. So first thing to cover off is that you can still have musical entertainment and it might be nice if your evening is going to be shorter than you had originally intended to perhaps have a a small band or a duo, a solo artist maybe play throughout dinner and drinks instead of a DJ because you're obviously going to be in a much more intimate setting and a duo or a solo or or whoever it might be might just suit that setting a little bit better. Um, But you can still have a DJ The only thing that you have to consider is that with any musical entertainment is that the volume is not so loud so that you have to be shouting and, you know, raising your voices as per the guidelines. So you can still have musical entertainment, but that's not the only thing that you can have to help keep your guests entertained on your evening. You can still have a first dance, which we would wholeheartedly encourage you to do. Uh, Because it's such a lovely moment in the evening and they are still permitted under guidelines. So absolutely have a first dance to break up your evening a little bit. You're probably aware that guidelines state that ideally confetti should be avoided. So by that they mean, you know, having the confetti in your hand and throwing it. Although we do think that cannons, confetti cannons are allowed. So if you'd still like to use confetti post-ceremony, then please speak with your venue about that and make sure that um, that cannons are allowed. But if that's a no, an alternative thing that you can do at the evening is have a sparkler exit. You will have probably seen that on many a real wedding that we've shared on our website. It's just a really nice way to send you off, you know, and that way, and it's safe, everyone can dispose of their own sparklers. So that's a nice way to just round off the evening. Um, and as part of dinner, you can mix it up, you know, make sure you've got a great menu. You know, food in itself is a really big talking point. But you can interject other things in there. So why don't you have, you could have a cocktail hour. You could have a wine tasting or a gin tasting, you know, and there's loads of dinner party games that you can play at the table as well to help keep, you know, energy levels up in the room. You know, there's Who Am I? Or you can get loads of pocket murder mystery type things depending on what you and your mates and family are into you can play mr and mrs or mr and mr or mrs and mrs and um, there's loads of things that you can do around the table that don't require you to be up and moving around and active next question does the 15 include children so yeah in england uh, at least the 15 guests will include children the only people it doesn't include is anybody who is working so that might be a vicar a celebrant a photographer any venue staff they're not included in the 15 anymore so yeah literally just whoever you invite and yourselves as the couple as well okay next question how to deal with unhelpful suppliers not being open to being flexible Okay, so the first thing to consider here is that it it might be the case that your supplier doesn't have the capacity to be any more flexible than their 
already being. You know, none of us have couples or suppliers have gone through anything like this before. Perhaps if the tension's too high, it might be worth seeking the work of an alternative supplier if that doesn't leave you too out of pocket. Or alternatively, just try and have a really open conversation with your current supplier and just say, listen, you know, I feel like we're not getting anywhere. We're both trying to navigate this. I'd really love us to be able to come to some sort of compromise together. Just give it one more shot before you give up on that supplier. Okay, next question is managing emotions. I'm really struggling to get excited about it when it might not happen. Now, we've got a post going up soon about how to manage wedding stress. Um, it's, it's difficult for us to give advice because obviously we're not professionals in that area and we don't ever want to say the wrong thing when it comes to mental health and you know but what we would say is that just make sure you take some deep breaths you know remember why you're getting married in the first place ultimately it's for your marriage not for the wedding so just try and keep that perspective in place and choose your news sources really carefully because I mentioned at the start you know there has been and there can be a lot of negativity out there especially on social media and we know that it can be really easy to get caught up in that so try and choose your your news sources carefully like I say and, and cut out the noise and just go with the facts and none of us can predict what's going to happen so it's really hard to to say you know oh you only need to wait another couple of months and everything will be back on track we, you know we can't say that but keep listening to this episode as well because as I mentioned at the start, I'm going to share some of the 2020 love stories towards the end. And I really feel like they're going to keep you motivated and hopefully make you feel more excited about when it does finally happen. And also just to remember that if you, you know, you do feel like your emotions are getting too much to, to regulate and to manage, then you really should seek professional help by getting in touch with your GP. There's no shame in that. If you're struggling to cope, then please, please seek some professional advice where you can. Okay, next next question. Uh, cake options for 15 people that are still show-stopping. Now, if you're asking me about cake, I'm only going to say one thing, and that is that the sky is the limit. Now, you might only have 15 guests, but you can eat cake for a week, can't you? So, you know, if you want to go show-stopping, then do it. But on a more serious note, I will put a link in the show notes to a great cake roundup post that we've got, and it's got all different types of cakes on it so you can check that out um, and see if you think any are fitting for you I mean it might be that you want to go down the traditional route of a cake cake and you know pressed flower cakes are really on trend at the minute and they look great and kind of go with any sort of theme or it might be that you want to do something totally different perhaps you want to have brownie cake or donut tower or any one of these number of things individual cakes separate cakes cupcakes, whatever it might be. I'll put a link in, in the show notes to that post. So hopefully that will help and give you a load of ideas. Okay, next question. How to tell guests that they're uninvited? So we do have a post um, for this that I will link to in the show notes. Oh, I'm excited to have the show notes back. For anyone who's new to the podcast that doesn't know what the show notes are, in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, will be a link to our show notes. So basically on the show notes, you can find down a breakdown of everything we talked about on the podcast and all the relevant links that we talked about as well. So in there, I will put a, a link to our post about how to uninvite your guests. Unfortunately, and ultimately, it's really out of your control. And I think that your guests will probably be more understanding than maybe that you worry about them being, you know. And the thing is, you can still include those who you've had to uninvite as well. And I'll come on to that in a minute because somebody's asked about virtual guests. So we'll come on to that. So try not to worry about it. 
it's something that is not in your control unless you're willing to postpone your wedding to a, a you know a later date where restrictions might have been lifted but if you want to go on and you want to marry then that restriction is out of your control and i really feel like your guests because let's be honest they're your friends your family the people who love you the most will understand the situation that you've been put in next one wedding insurance we've been asked loads about wedding insurance over the last few months obviously and it's difficult to find right now isn't it it's really difficult to come across you can visit compareweddinginsurance.org.uk to see if there are any companies currently insuring i believe from the last time i had a look there was still one i mean i don't know what the terms are with that insurer but i'm sure there was still one company that was insuring the only other thing that we can say at this point is that if you have a credit card you can look to use that to pay deposits as you will have a degree of protection under services not rendered but again always check your t's and c's with your credit card provider as well and also it's a very difficult one to talk about because we don't want to encourage you to buy your wedding on your credit card you know it might not even be an option to you but if it is an option that's available to you please you know seek financial advice and do that really responsibly but it's the only thing that we can think at the moment that will give you any element of sort of protection when you can't find wedding insurance anywhere okay next question is about destination weddings so The reader asks, my wedding's in France where they're still allowing larger weddings, but is it appropriate? I totally know where you're coming from because I think I'd feel exactly the same way. And I think all we can do in these situations is look at the facts, look at the rules and stick to them. Now, if you're abiding by the rules of the country in which you're marrying, then I don't see anything wrong with that. If you're still allowed to freely fly to that country, again, you're not breaking any rules, you're not doing anything that you shouldn't. But I Again, I appreciate what you're saying. So France is still currently on the isolation list. So if your wedding was imminent, you and your guests would still be required to isolate upon your return to the UK. So as long as you're following the rules and doing what you think is right, really, that's the the best that you can do. If you want your wedding to go ahead in France, go ahead in France. But just make sure that when you get back to the UK, that you and your guests are able to self-isolate for those 14 days to make sure that you're abiding by the rules and keeping you know, yourselves and everybody else as safe as possible. Next reader asks, we get married in a month. There's just eight of us, but we're still struggling on what to do after as a group of eight. My p- main piece of advice here, just don't overthink it. Get some great music on, choose an amazing menu, uh, order drinks and just enjoy each other's company. And like we talked about previously um, with regards to how to entertain people, you can look at doing wine tasting, gin tasting, all those little things around the table. It's much easier to entertain your friends than you think it is. And we've said before that couples stress so much over the entertainment factor of the weddings. But really, the thing that makes the wedding is the people you know, and, and people are catching up and, and sharing stories. And actually, when there's so few of you, it's much easier to do that. And you'll find that you have way more conversations than you would have, say, if you had 80, 90, 100 guests. And ultimately, I can only imagine that the six guests that you've chosen to invite are all your favourite people in the whole world. So just try not to stress too much about it. And like I say, maybe you can do a few dinner table games, maybe a quiz about the two of you. Uh, you could do the sparkler exit. Just eat all the food, drink all the champagne or, you know, elderflower fizz if you're teetotal, and just enjoy each other's conversation more than anything. Okay, so uh, next question is again about numbers. So should I assume it'll still be 15 people or should I hold off cutting down my guest list? Great question. And our advice would always be, have your original list, you know, keep your current list by all means, 
But I don't see that there's any harm in taking the time now, whilst you've got the time, to see how it would look if it was down to 15. You know, that way, if the time comes and you do have to reduce your numbers, you're already prepared for it. It feels like less of a shock and it won't be so stressful for you. Okay, another question about 15 people. So how to make a 15 person wedding as amazing as what my original celebration should have been. So I spoke to Lorna, who's our content manager, and she really helped me out with this because she recently put a piece together. So let me go through her points. And I think by the end of this, you're not going to have any doubts that how amazing your day will be. Okay, so start early. There's no reason why your day can't start exactly how you'd planned it to. You know, whether you choose to get ready together or separately with your families or with your your best friends, however it pans out. You know, champagne breakfast should be on the card still. So don't forget to do that. The pre-wedding excitement is still as important whether you've got a 15-person wedding, a six-person wedding or a 60-person wedding. You have a real good opportunity here to think about your wedding ceremony and make it personal to you as a couple Perhaps you want to write your own vows. Maybe you want to read a poem or ask a family member to do with the reading. But it's a nice idea if you want to take that responsibility on yourselves. You've chosen to get married during this time because it's what you really, really want to do. So really make the most of every minute of it. Now, we hope that you all considered your wedding photography before you booked your photographer. We've always said that it's one of the most important bookings that you will make. Because after your wedding, all you're left with are the memories in your head and the memories that you can look at, you know, and sometimes the memories in our heads fade. So having those images to look back on are so, so important. Have some fun with your photography, you know, decide how long you're going to book them for and make the most of the time that you've got. Just because there's two of you, just because there's six of you, just because there's 15 of you doesn't mean you can't have some great photos like you would have had anyway. Discuss locations. Perhaps you've got a bit more time in your day now. So perhaps that means because you don't have to walk around, you know, greeting and meeting 80 or 100 people. Actually, the 15 of you can go off to a different location and just have some amazing photos and memories that you will remember forever. We've briefly talked about handheld confetti already. You know, we want to reduce that to risk the transmission from person to person and and all of that sort of stuff. So if your venue is cool with it, then go with the confetti cannon. That should be absolutely fine. And that confetti shot and that moment of being showered by the confetti from your guests is such a memorable moment. You're so happy because you've just said, I do. You know, you've committed and you're you're just feeling on top of the world and then to come out and have that confetti shower down on you is amazing so really really keep that element of your day where you can it's still legal to travel on public transport obviously you'd need to have a mask on but why not hire a vintage bus and take all your guests to your wedding reception together you know previously you might have just thought everyone will just make their own way there if you're going from ceremony venue to reception venue but you could take this opportunity to go together as long as you can do that safely. So like we suggested, vintage bus or, or whatever, what, open top bus, whatever it might be, you know, take some drinks on there and have a drink on your way to the reception venue. Now, next point to make is that your wedding reception will be the time when you can really celebrate with your loved ones. So it's really nice to take some time to think about how your re- reception tables are going to be set out to ensure that everyone's able to interact easily whilst still sitting down. Obviously, there's going to be a lot less of the sort of 8, 10, 12 round tables now because well, you just can't have that many people. So we're seeing a lot more sort of trestle table style. So your guests are able to sit opposite each other 
but far enough away, which is really nice for them to still be able to have conversations face to face while still safely distanced. And you can still always have a sweetheart table as well. So don't forget that that can be a part of a part of your table plan and how you set that out. Next thing while we're talking about tables, we're obviously sitting down and we're going to be eating our food. So here is a chance for you to really ramp up your menu. If you've had to postpone and then you've had to reduce your numbers down, you know, the budget that you needed for your food is going to be way more than you need now. So is there room here for you to change your menu? Can you add an extra course? Can you add something really exciting that perhaps nobody's ever tried before? You know, something a little bit more extravagant. I mentioned earlier about dinner table games that you can play. So please incorporate those because it will help to keep the energy going. And like I said as well before, everyone's going to be chatting. Everyone is going to be so thrilled, even more so than they would have been before, to be part of your day. I honestly don't think you need to worry about the entertainment factor But it is nice to, you know, have a laugh and have a bit of structure. So go for it. And don't forget, your speeches can still be part of this as well. You're all sat at the same table, highly likely. So make sure you include your speeches too. The other thing that you can do here is go a bit more to town with your wedding favours. So usually it's one of those things that gets bumped off the list because budget doesn't allow and you'd rather spend your money on a videographer than a favour for 80 people. And we totally understand that. But here, like we've just said, your budget's going to be totally different now. Everything's going to have moved around. And here's an opportunity to really thank your guests that were able to come. You know, it can be anything from, I don't know, anything personalised, handwritten notes for everybody, anything that's bespoke. You know, we've seen bespoke and individual face masks being put down as favours because you have to have a little bit of humour about this situation. And, you know, everybody's got to wear one. So they might have a, might as well have a fancy one that you've made for them. And if you've been holding off, I'm buying anything because your budget didn't allow and it's something that you really wanted. Maybe it was a designer clutch. Maybe it was a designer pair of heels. Maybe it was that suit, you know, that you wanted to have bespokely made, but felt that you couldn't really stretch the budget for. Here's your chance to have the things you really, really want because you're going to be saving costs, hopefully, elsewhere. You know, fewer guests often means it's a lot less stress and the atmosphere can be a lot more relaxed. You're going to speak to a lot more people. Well, Basically, you're going to speak to your in, your entire guest list. I remember at my own wedding, we had, I think we had 89 guests and I felt like probably I only spoke to 20 of them, you know. So if you've only got 15 people, you are 100% going to speak with every single one of them and at length and in depth and with great conversation. So really try to embrace the situation because there's so much to be taken from it. The quality time with your closest friends and family is something that you might never get the chance to do again. Okay, so I hope you found that really useful because I think that they're all great points. You know, your wedding day doesn't have to change. It's just smaller and smaller is still beautiful. Uh, Let's move on. One last question. I'm going to go through else we'll be here forever. How can we include everyone virtually? So anybody uh, familiar with Zoom? (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but you get to a point, don't you, where you're just a bit sick of the screen, but it's so, so useful. And there are loads of streaming services that you can use to share your day with those who can't be physically there. And what we think is a really nice touch is to send something to your virtual guests before the big day. 
So it could be something as simple as a copy of your vows, maybe a playlist that you're going to have on during your wedding breakfast. Maybe it's a miniature so that they can raise a toast to you. Really, really nice idea to send them something, you know, to say, we really wish you were with us. Here's a little bit of our day. Thank you for being so understanding that we had to take you off our list. You know, it's, you can still really connect with those guests that were supposed to be there. And, and have them feel like they're still part of your day. And then have them join you on your chosen streaming service. And we will actually have a post about this coming soon with more detail. Check with your venue that, that you're okay to set up a stream and where is the best place to sort of put whatever camera it is that you're going to be using, whether it could even be your iPhone, whether it's a laptop, an iPad, any sort of tablet, whatever it is. It's great to have a quick chat with them first to make sure that you know where that needs setting up and obviously delegating that job out to somebody else. So I've answered as many questions as I possibly can there. So what I'm going to do now, oh, I'm so excited to read these stories out to you, is move on to some of the 2020 love stories that you've sent us over the last week. So a couple of weeks ago, we put an Instagram story out to say, as I mentioned at the start, if, you're, if you've got married this year, if you've not got married this year, we really want to hear your love stories. We really believe in the power of positivity. So that's what I want to do now is just share these stories with you. I've just got a few to go through. We do have more to share. So we're going to do that in other ways, just so we can keep all the good vibes energy going. The first story comes from Faye. And oh, I'm going to read their words word for word. And I'm just so excited for you to hear their stories. So yeah, first story comes from Faye. She says, hi, Becky. I'd love to share our story. My partner and I have overcome a lot this year in our 10th year together. It was tough pre-lockdown, but counselling and then being together during lockdown completely saved us and made us realise just how much we love each other, probably more than ever. We've still been through a lot, losing two babies during lockdown and my partner losing his job of 13 years due to COVID. But we stayed positive and decided to get married in October 2020. Oh, Faye, that's this month. Um, our favourite season and the perfect way to end the year, finally getting married after being engaged for five years. The wedding plans have changed three times already. And at this point, we're just praying that it will happen. 2020 was the year that we got our love. And despite the challenges it's thrown at us, we want to end it on the biggest high with our wedding. I mean, Faye, I'm so excited for you. I'm, we're so sorry to hear of your losses, but your positivity and outlook on this whole year is absolutely inspiring. So we wish you the happiest wedding this month and just have the best, best time. Our next love story comes from Joanna, uh, or AKA, soon to be Mrs. Coburn. So she says, just seen your post on Instagram and thought I'd share our fun-filled year of wedding roulette with you. My name's Joanna and I'm 48 and my fiancé Paul is 44. We found each other later in life, but it was totally worth the wait. We got together in December 2016 and got engaged in May 2018 and started planning for our wedding on the 1st of May 2020. It was so exciting, even though I am an older bride. We had 34 guests for the day and then 85 for the evening. We planned our wedding to every detail for what we both wanted and then 41 days before the big day, lockdown happened. We were devastated, but understood that lockdown was needed. We had an amazing support from our venue and suppliers. And at the time, we thought that by the end of the year, the pandemic would be on its way out. So we rescheduled for the 20th of November, 2020, an autumn wedding. Lovely. As the summer progressed and we got closer to September, it felt more positive that we had a chance to have the wedding that we'd planned and dreamt of. Then the rule of 30 guests came in. 
including the photographers, videographers, etc. We had to cut our list down and started to worry about our older relatives. We just got to a point where we could proceed with 24 guests and now this week, numbers are reduced to 15. All Paul and I want is to marry each other. So we're ploughing ahead with just 10 guests and live streaming being organised for the 20th of November 2020. It's next month, Joanna. Uh, We're hopeful but fully aware with our wedding only being eight weeks away, anything could happen. But we have each other and we'll wait to see if we can say that we made it and got married in 2020. Thanks. I hope you're keeping safe. Ah, Joanna, I'm keeping totally safe and I absolutely love your story. And I know that will resonate with loads of you who are listening. I know some of you are on the second, third, fourth postponement even, and it's difficult and it's a minefield. But that outlook and that positivity is the way to get through this. That, That line, but we have each other and we'll wait and see if we can say we made it and got married in 2020. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Joanna. That really, really love your story. Next one's from Gemma. A real quick message from Gemma. A message of, of, again, of hope and positivity. She says, we got married on Sunday. Congratulations! Uh, 22 guests and our family of four. And it was lovely. I feel it's so important to show that you can still have a wonderful day, even if it's small. Perfect. Absolutely summed up in three sentences. You can still have a wonderful day, even if it's small. Thanks, Gemma, for sending in your story as well. Uh, Next up, we've got a story from Grace and Matt. And uh, Grace said, Matt and I got engaged in December 2019 and we're always set on a 2020 wedding. So we got straight to it and booked our venue the same month we got engaged, ready to get married on the 29th of August 2020. When COVID hit, we waited it out for as long as we could, but eventually postponed. Then we started hearing about how lovely the weddings had been of people doing a smaller affair. We talked it through and managed to book our micro wedding in. And it so happened the only day our suppliers, registrar and venue could do was our original wedding date. Honestly, sometimes it's just meant to be, don't you think? That was my little input. That wasn't uh, Grace's words, sorry. So Grace says, uh, we planned the whole thing in secret in two weeks and dusted off the decorations we'd put up in the loft. I got my dress altered in a week and we booked in an afternoon tea and fish goujons and chips for dinner for our 20 people guest list. My dad drove me to the venue from our family home. We had our ceremony and then an afternoon tea with some impromptu speeches. Next, we played lawn games and drank Prosecco in the gardens before heading for dinner, served an afternoon tea trays with a Spotify playlist disco. And of course, we couldn't not have a wedding cake, so we opted for Connie and Colin the Caterpillar. It was unique. It wasn't what we expected, but it was perfect. I think a a common theme that's coming through in these stories is how relaxed everybody feels at their small, intimate weddings. It just seems like the stress and the pressure is alleviated and they're just enjoying everything in the moment. I've got two more to share with you. So, penultimate story is from Craig and Amy. Hi Becky, I saw your post on Instagram about sharing stories and wondered if you'd like to hear ours. Of course. Uh, Amy also says she's a big fan of the podcast, so hi Amy. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Our wedding, 8th of August 2020. We went for it and pulled off a COVID wedding. We never once wanted to postpone. We wanted to get married no matter what. When we were allowed 30 people, we were so chuffed. It was just enough people for our nearest and dearest to be there. Then we were able to have a reception. Oh, wait, then we weren't. (laughs) Oh, COVID. Um, But we wanted a marriage, not a wedding, really. 
So we had the best suppliers and venue who supported us the whole way through. Everyone was so happy to have something happy in their lives for a day. And thankfully, we had an outdoor venue, so we were allowed all 30 guests and no masks. It was the best day and actually I wouldn't change it a thing in the end. It all makes you realise what's important. So we refigured the budget and now I get a new kitchen too. (laughs) So congratulations to Craig and Amy on your wedding and on your new kitchen. Bravo. What a rejig of the budget that was. And I've chosen a slightly longer story to end on because I think the message within it or the messages within it are really poignant. And I really want to take the time to share it with you. And I hope you take everything that is said on board. This story is from Penny and Sam. It's a long one. I've got it printed out so I don't get it wrong. So you might hear me shuffle some paper in the middle. So sorry about that. So Penny says, Sam and I got engaged in 2018. We first thought about just running away together on the quiet and eloping as we still had so much we wanted to add to the life we built together. Buying our first home, raising a family, etc. We thought about it and we just wanted to be married more than anything. So that seemed the quickest, cheapest way to do it. Then we sat down and really thought about it and came to the conclusion that we did really want our friends and family there to see us get married. And one day, one of us, or maybe both of us, might regret not having the big day. So we decided to wait, spend more time saving and planning and set a July 2020 date to look forward to, giving us plenty of time to build our special day to be everything we could ever want from a wedding. We'd been planning our beautiful wedding for almost two years and had built up the most amazing day full of fun-filled plans for our family and friends. We'd spent so much time making DIY projects for our day, from tiny paper flowers to huge donut walls and arcade machines. We were so excited and it was going to be the best day ever. Then COVID happened and everything changed. From March onwards, we sat watching every news briefing, hoping for a miracle. When weddings were completely cancelled and no one was allowed to legally get married, even with just two witnesses, we thought about whether or not we should postpone our wedding. But we knew that we wanted to get married whatever it looked like and had faith that things would look a little different by then. So we powered through, hoping and praying that the rules would be lifted and in nothing else, legal weddings could go ahead again by the time our July date came around. As time went on, it became more and more unlikely that we wouldn't be able to have our big, beautiful wedding that we'd spent so much time planning. So we agreed to put a backup date in place with our venue and suppliers and continued on hoping that the restrictions could be lifted in time for us to be at least able to say our legal vows to each other. We were determined to get married on our date and although the idea of our families and friends not being able to be there did break our hearts, we knew that deep down they would understand that we just had to do what we had to do, that we didn't choose for it to be this way and that the most important thing was that we were legally married. Thankfully, restrictions were lifted on July the 4th and we were all set to get married on the 25th, making the decision to go ahead with only our parents and our two best friends as witnesses. We both have big families and didn't want to choose between anyone, so felt that this was the fairest way for it to happen. Our wedding day was absolutely beautiful. I spent the night before at my parents' house and got ready in the morning with my parents and my best friend by my side. Sam spent the night at home and saw his parents in the morning while getting ready and we met at the registry office for our 10am ceremony slot. Our ceremony was conducted by two registrars wearing face visors and our guests had to sit two metres apart. The restrictions at the time were that no face coverings needed to be worn by guests. However, my dad wasn't allowed to walk me down the aisle and no confetti was allowed to be thrown, no photos outside or anything. The ceremony was very short, over within 10 minutes and as easy as that, We were Mr. and Mrs. Filth, and I couldn't stop smiling the entire day. After the ceremony, I walked down the high street in my just-married denim jacket holding my husband's hand, and in that moment, nothing else mattered. 
We didn't care about everything that we'd lost. We were just so happy to have been able to say our vows and get married after fighting so hard, hoping and praying that restrictions would be lifted in time for us just to have this tiny official ceremony. We went onto a restaurant to have a meal, then checked into our wedding night hotel. People have asked us how we coped so well with having everything taken away from us, but we don't really feel like we lost out on anything. We actually feel like we gained so much. Who else can say that they were actually able to relax and enjoy their wedding day like we did? We had time to chill out, breathe, take it all in and really enjoy it together. Really be with each other rather than so focused on everything else that comes with a big wedding. We have all of that to look forward to next year when we have our second wedding. We're having a blessing, so a second ceremony, and a full-on reception on the same date next year, exactly like we were going to do this year. Only this time, we get all of the fun and none of the stress of the legalities. And we're celebrating it on our first wedding anniversary. What a way to celebrate. Did COVID ruin our wedding? Absolutely not. It just gave us a reminder of what was really important to us. In a world full of chaos, where we're two people that just wanted to get married. I actually love that things worked out how they did, because what bride wouldn't want to have two dresses, two honeymoons and plan two weddings? We made the right decision for us. We loved our wedding day and have absolutely no regrets. Every time I look down at my hand, there's a little ring on my finger that reminds me that with everything else around us falling apart, we were strong enough to make it through the wildest of storms. Nothing was going to stop us from getting married that day. If there had been a hurricane outside, an earthquake or even meteors falling from the sky, nothing would have stopped us, not even a global pandemic. I've always said I wanted to raise our children to know that nothing is more important than love. I'm hoping that hearing this story will make them remember that. I'm actually so proud to have got married in 2020. A time where everything else was uncertain, there was always love. Love will always win. And I'm going to leave you on that note, and that positivity, and that reminder that love will always win. And that last line from Penny a time where everything else was uncertain, there was always love. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Becky and Charlotte from Rock My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. For more content, visit rockmywedding.co.uk, follow us on Instagram at rockmywedding, or buy the book Your Day Your Way from Amazon or any leading book retailer. This podcast is produced by We Are The Clarks. Thank you.